When are you ever bringing back the jokes? Uh, is there a demand for them, is there? There is. People have been talking. Really? Yeah, people have been talking. All right, I'll start looking into it. Yeah. I, I, I've got a joke that I can't... T- like, I'm trying to work out a way I can tell it because it's the kind of joke that I find particularly funny mm. but could be taken the wrong way. So I've got to find a way to, to, to tone it down a bit. Okay. So that's my goal. If, okay. I, if I can fix that, because this is my favorite joke of all time. Okay. Interesting. But I can't tell it mm. the way it is, the way I've always told it, because I've always, I choose to tell it the people I know know me and know that I'm not an offensive brute. <laughs> and that it's all a bit of fun. Because right? it's the kind of thing that can get taken out of context. So Pe- People know me. People know me. People know me. So it's like... um. My old, I told, there's another joke I can't tell either, but I told that once at our golf club to my dad Yeah, and he was talking to this bloke and I said to dad, Hey mate, I'll tell you a joke later. I heard it cause I know dad would love it. And dad goes, now nah, tell Rob. I was like, nah, Rob, I don't know you, Rob. No, I won't tell him. <laughs> and Rob says, no, I can, I can handle it. And dad goes, he can handle it. Can't you Rob? And Rob goes, yeah. And I said, are you sure Rob? And he went, yep. So told the joke Yeah. and Rob wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> And, and dad started to laugh and he looks at Rob's face and goes, oh, Daniel, that's disgusting. It's like, you bastard. So I'll be down the river. Oh, that's hilarious. Mm. All right. Should we get stuck in? We shall. Let's go. Attack commences in 60 seconds. Welcome to the number one gaming podcast in the country, Game on Australia, at episode 143. Bum shit poo wee, Peter. <laughs> hey, it's half price sub month on Twitch. Yes. It's September. Sub. So get on there, please, and get on us. Yes. That'd be lovely. At 50 <laughs> subs, we're going to go and give away a set of Astro A40s, I reckon. Ooh, yeah, why Old not? Why not? Top three things gamers need to hear this week. Apple Arcade has been released mm. as of today, the oh. 11th of September, here in Perth. Apple's done its big thing. We'll yep. talk to you about that and what they're bringing in terms of the lineup. The new Acer gear is Hecker's. Uh, <laughs> our man Royce has been over at IFA and he saw a $20,000 chair. Oh, we'll tell you more about why it's going to cost you that much. 20 years ago this month, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater yes! was released. Um, Here I am. More exciting information about that. New stuff coming your way. Plus other stuff. Boom! ago this week we recorded that song i put it up on our game on podcast uh for facebook page last week i got the memory oh, you did too yes three years ago holy shit that song's three years old still sounds as fresh as ever if i don't oh, myself fresh as a daisy <laughs> three years happy anniversary happy Dan. anniversary uh, my name is pete my name is dan internet and for the next uh hour we're gonna bang on about gaming because we well well pete talk- pete because what why are we banging on about gaming pete because we hmm Oh, um, it's on the tip of my tongue because we something to do with gaming. Is it? Is it? Is hang it? On. Is it? Bloody love gaming, Pete. Oh, would you bloody believe it? It is. It is. Yes. Because we bloody love gaming, yeah. Peter. And you know what else we love? Bloody gaming. We bloody well do, Dan. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself, yes. good sir. <laughs> Um, welcome to you all watching on twitch.tv slash gammonoz and listening to us across every podcast platform under the sun. Yep. Maybe you're getting this on your Qantas or Jetstar flight yep. or at andrewhogue.com podcast one as well. Great to have you guys along. Now, a couple of things um, just before we get into the top three things that gamers need to hear this week. Uh, looking very, very nice and healthy throughout the chat room as we currently speak. Wow. 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 Uh, DJ Knight O oh. has just subbed. That is five months. He's on a five-month streak. Oh. Thank you very Happy much. September to him. Uh, Infernox or the historian. Yes. Thirteen months. 
13 months. Subscribe for 13 months. He's currently on a six-month streak, he is. Yes, right. Good on you, historian. Uh, And Sticks, our dear beloved Sticks, 20 months he is subscribed for. And he's currently on a 20-month streak. 20 from 20. He's never missed a month. Yes. God bless him. Yes. Uh, Just really quickly, can we send our regards and all of our very best uh, in good health to DJ Night O? Yes. Um, because, uh, some of the guys said, how's everything going? Adski asked him, how's he going? And he said, been better, was rushed to hospital Monday with a minor stroke symptom. Oh, shit. Um, he's still going through tests. Uh, he said he's just blown his gaming budget for the month on cardiology tests. Oh, God. $400 just to get his heart checked. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, mate, uh, DJ, uh, not that we can do anything more, but we just wish you all the best, mate. 100%, you know, yeah. You're uh, a good friend of Game on Oz, and you're always here every bloody week, and we'd like that to continue for many, 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 many years many to come. More many years. years to come. Yep. Uh, you legend, so we wish you all the very best. Yes. Um, that's a very good point, Adski. Sticks got it for half price, the latest sub. So he said, because oh. Sticks said bloody auto payments. <laughs> uh, well played, sir. Well played. Um, so look, we do have a guest uh, at around about six o'clock. We're going to patch in Benji, who yep. used to do a little bit of writing for us. Yep. And they're launching something new. Uh, but also because something really pissed me off during the week, Dan. I went on a little bit of a rant on Twitter, Twitter yeah, on the good. tweets, yes. and uh, I said to Benji, I want a no bullshit chat about this, and he yeah. said, I can provide you with one, yeah. so we will patch him in a little bit later on. Great. But before we get to that, the top three things gamers need to hear this week. <laughs> Number one, Apple Arcade is coming. Explain to me Apple Arcade, Peter. It's a streaming service mm. for video games by Apple. Apple? Apple. Apple. Right. So they had another Apple devices (coughs) or something? I'll I'll take you through it. Oh, please do. Uh, So it's called Apple Arcade. And uh, this story from our good friends at Kotaku. 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 Yeah. Kotaku. (laughs) Kotaku. (laughs) Lovely little story saying everything that you need to know about Apple Arcade. Okay. Hello, Tegan Jones. Um, So uh, it's out. And it's about, and they actually kicked off this year's because we had the we had a keynote overnight. Mm. Um, they revealed the new iPhone. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. We spoke to Trevor Long from EFTM. Yes, on the brekkie show that I do on uh, the hit station here in Perth. Mm-hmm. And I said to him, "Look, a straight up yes or no. Is it worth the upgrade? Just quickly for because a lot of our you know the people who watch this are tech heads. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he said, if you've got a pre iPhone seven, mm. yes." Anything post iPhone 7? No, you're still no. right. Yeah, right. Anything is is that crazy ass bloody three lens camera that's on the bastard. Yeah, have you yeah, seen yeah. that? Jesus I've, I've heard about Christ, it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've got an Apple and I upgraded. <clears throat> I've had Apples pretty much since they've come around and I'm a bit over them now, to be honest with you. Why? Oh, just the way Apple controls everything. It really mm. annoys me. I mm. want to hear about that Apple Arcade. They're a conglomerate. They are a conglomerate. So uh, they kicked it off this year's keynote with, um, excuse me, Apple Arcade. Yep. Been teased for a while now, but we finally have a launch date and pricing. So the service will be launching with over 100 exclusive games on September 19 in the US. Did you say exclusive games? Exclusive games. Right. 100 exclusive games. So their own games. Their own games. Yeah, right. Yeah. So we're not talking like... And a hundred of them. And a hundred. New games will also be added every month. So um, this is... Okay, so this is crazy, right? Some of the titles include Frogger in Toy Town. So Frogger, remember Frogger? Mate, mate. Do you ever? remember Frogger. Uh, So Frogger in Toy Town. So a new Frogger game. Yeah. Shinsekai. Yeah. Into the Depths. Sayonara Wild Hearts. And a new Sonic the Hedgehog game. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's going to cost uh, US $4.99 a month. So it's eight bucks here in Australia. Yeah. Thereabouts. Yeah. And um, there'll be a one month free trial available, and users will get perks such as sneak peeks and game guides as well. Now, here's the kicker Apple Arcade will actually be available across all of your different hardware. So iPhone, iPad, Apple TV, and Mac. Apple TV will allow you to play Apple Arcade. So, do you have an Apple TV? No, I don't. All right. If there's anybody who's actually watching this right now or you're listening to the podcast can um, sort of drop in and answer this for us, uh, drop a Facebook page or something, send us a, a DM. If you can, what you can plug into your Apple TV. So, 
Like, for example, you plug a keyboard into it, like a wireless keyboard. And will that allow you, if you can use this subscription service for Apple TV, to actually play it through your Apple TV using a keyboard and mouse? Keyboard and mouse, yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. We have a joystick. (coughs) Excuse me. Maybe a joystick. Hey, Nico. Nico's in. Uh, It will be launching on the App Store as a brand new tab. So it's own standalone thing. So I imagine you would go to the App Store. You'd go to Apple Arcade. And you'd go through and you'd go and find the different games and stuff like that. This is this is fascinating to me. Why is it fascinating? Because they <coughs> you know, um, PCs have always been known as the gaming sort of side of things and Apple's been more the graphic design yeah. sort of music, I guess, but there's a lot of, I know a lot of users that don't use that use PCs as opposed to um Macs. Mm. And yeah, they've never really um, with a hundred games. Mm. Frogger in Toy Town. But they, they've clearly been like working on this for quite some time. Because yeah, yeah. they've got tit- more titles like Pac-Man Party Royale. It's all... From Bandai Namco. They've got Rayman Mini from Ubisoft. Okay. And these are all exclusive. So <coughs> these companies in, have had yeah. to go out of their way yeah. to build them these games. Albeit, you know, I mean, Pac-Man and Rayman, Frogger. Frogger they're all... You done. know, they're like, yeah, they're easy. Yeah. You just, you're essentially reskinning the originals, making a little, little, little flash at yeah. Mucking around with, you yeah. know, Rayman, not so much. There'll be a few extra, um, well, Rayman's pieces, fun. Like that, Rayman is fun, yeah. but there's a lot of stuff that a lot of people are actually quite excited for. So really? Yeah. Alex Walker, our mate, Dippy yes. Zuka on Twitter, yeah. um, was sort of banging on about this earlier today that he's actually quite excited for a few of the indie games. Cause there's actually a few Australian and New Zealand developers that have been included in this list. Okay. Um, that, yeah, that's so where that's it can be. Not. Yeah. The indies are pretty cool when you get these things, but, um, you know, playing another version of Pac-Man or Frogger doesn't mm. particularly interest me at the moment. Uh, really quickly, Adsy says, pretty sure you can already play games on it. And I think they have an arcade controller. That's for Apple TV. Our yeah. question before. And DJ Knight says, uh, PS4 controller via Bluetooth to Apple TV. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Mm. Yeah. Not bad. I, look, I, I mean, hell. For well, it's a, more gaming, isn't for it? For $8 a, for eight bucks a month, you know, yeah. if these are good indie games. Yeah. Especially, I'm guessing it's... Mind um, you, eight, months a mo- $8 a month, what's that? That's um, $96 for the year. Yeah. So that's what you pay for a PlayStation subscription. And every month you get... Yeah. They're not always AAA titles. No. What's a Games Pass subscription? Is that like 10 bucks a month or yeah, something like that? Yeah, uh, 15 maybe. Maybe something. 10 yeah, to 15, yeah. 10 to 15, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I suppose uh, by the looks of things, <clears throat> it actually may very well be on par. But will it deliver, you know, the... It's just, I mean, sure, we've gotten some good games lately on Games Pass and um, PlayStation. games with gold. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. yeah. And the other thing is, you know, like those subscription services at the moment are giving you exclusive opportunities to play things like Gears and... Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. So, well, jury's out. But, you know, I mean, it's more gaming choice for us gamers, so I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Keeps it all competitive, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Mm. Uh, let's move on to the next thing that games need to hear this week. The new Acer gear is absolutely heckers. So <laughs> our man, Royce Wilson, um, mm. we're going to shout out to him because this story is actually at GameOnOz.com. Yep. GameOnOz.com. That's ours, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. And um, this is actually quite mind-blowing. By the way, while quickly while we're at GameOnOz.com, a couple of things for you guys to actually go and check out. Our Gears 5 review. Yeah. Is up there. Um, today is Gears Day, so it's out and about everywhere. Uh, the historian's played through absolutely every bloody Gears game there is, and he's played them backwards. So mm. he knows his way inside and out. So he's done the review there. Got a nine and a half uh, out of ten. Um, and Sticks, our res- resident Destiny expert, um, has done a happy fifth birthday to Destiny and basically yeah, broken down years. the last five years. So <laughs> amazing. Good on you, legend. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, Okay, so uh, this in here, let me jump in quickly. There's a few other sort of bits and pieces that he makes mention of um, with regards to Acer. There's a new laptop they revealed at IFA. Yep. Um, IFA, by the way, is a, like a big tech and gaming show in Berlin. So yep. they're over there. They're checking it all out at the moment. There's a new monitor that's popped up. Um, but this is the big one, quite possibly yeah. the ultimate gaming chair. It's called the Acer Thronos. 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 Ah. Costs more than a new car with a recommended retail price of Australian 
twenty and a half thousand dollars. Now, for you guys watching this, or if you're near a PC or something, or your phone after you've finished listening to the podcast, if you're listening to this, you can go and Google it, the Ace of Thronos, um, or head to GameOnOz.com to check it out. But yeah. um, we'll describe it to you. It's it's essentially like a chair that you sit in, and there's giant panels either side of you that come about halfway up the actual chair itself. In front of you, there's a big table where your keyboard is built in. There's your mouse there and everything like that. Um, and then, like, attached to a like another unit that sort of sits at head height right in front of you yeah. are three monitors. So one in the middle and one either, either side of the... Side, either yeah. side. Two on either side, right? But then this entire unit... And all of those monitors and everything is actually mounted on a bracket that goes from where your legs are, sort of sits in between your legs, all the way up over you and behind you mm. and sort of kicks in behind your back to the point where you can actually manually move this thing into particular positions to almost have you horizontally lying down while you're in the chair playing away. So it's... It's it, it, it's wild. Like, it's absolutely it's wild. wild. It's it's excessive to the point of why would anybody need this sort of thing? However, when I was at the Intel Extreme Masters, yeah. they had a couple of these things there at the Acer Predator exhibit. Yeah. And I got the chance to sit in one. And I thought to myself, if I was rich as fuck oh, wow. and I had the yeah. money... Like, I'd be putting a couple of these in the games room for shits and giggles. You know what I mean? And then I'd be going, mate, come over, a couple of beers, let's get into these sort of things. And Because it's, it's it, I reckon, without it being a VR helmet over the top of your face, it's probably the Close most immersive yeah, yeah. Yeah, gaming experience that you could possibly get, you know? I mean, it's one step away from those um, completely enveloping simulators that you used to be able to go and play at the arcades and stuff like that. And they'd move around and yeah. Well, I think the good thing about it too, from what I can see and having, uh, but you know, the, I think those things you were mentioning can be quite claustrophobic. This thing you won't, I don't think you'll get No, cause that. it's all open. It's all open. Yeah. yeah, yeah so, it's all open. Yeah. So Looks, it doesn't move. Does it? it doesn't move when you move your mouse? The chair doesn't move or? Uh, I don't think it does. Cause um, I'm sort of hoping it doesn't because I think that they can get a bit distracting. So the chair can be adjusted to various angles, 130 degrees inside cabin and 180 degrees outside the cabin and also includes a massage function. Oh, Cross, you wouldn't leave it. And now paired with Uber Eats, you just... And your piss bag. And your piss bag. <laughs> All you need is somebody just to sponge your back every couple yeah. of hours. <laughs> I think you're right, aren't you? <laughs> Far out. That is, I mean, you know... Uh, my wife had a problem with the fantastic battle bull chair that we got, uh, thanks to PLO computers. Mm. She'd have a problem with that chair. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk in one day and it's yeah, at the table yeah, yeah. at the in the kitchen. Yeah. Like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Just ignore it, honey. Ignore it, yeah. Ignore exactly. It. It's fine. It's pretty epic. Um oh eight minutes away. Uh, is it well, is it worth it? Twenty grand? If you're rich as fuck. Yeah. I mean, really, is it doing anything for you other than just looking fucking cool? How much of it, how much of that 20 grand is worth the whole brag factor? Well, that's what I mean. You can guarantee that none of your mates would have that. Yeah. Like, hey the, guys, look what I, I just picked up something. Oh, guys. You'd be one of, so the monitor arm can support up to three displays, can be manually adjusted with space for a camera from streaming if so desired. The user's gaming PC is located behind the chair, and Asus say they will offer numerous customization options for the Thronos, including a seat stabilizer, a cup holder, oh, headset holder, and USB gross. hub. Now, no release date for Australia. <coughs> it's getting a quarter four release this year in Europe and North America. Mm. Um, but this is like a, a really good gaming PC. Yeah. Right? Like, you yeah. know, one where you'd actually... Like shit all over your mates with, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, in terms yeah, yeah. of tech specs and stuff. Yeah. Three grand will probably do it. Yeah. This is worth 20 and a half. Yeah. So realistically, when you think about it, seventeen and a half thousand dollars is his wank factor. Yeah, it is. It, it is. is. Well, it is. Yeah, that's right. That's, you know, and if you've yeah. got seventeen and a half thousand dollars to throw around. Daddy. Daddy. Daddy, can I have some money, please, daddy? Excuse me, daddy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. That's the way you get it. Unbelievable. Thanks, Thanks daddy. It? Thank you, daddy. All right. Number three. Mm. 20 years ago this month. Far out. Can you believe it? 20 years ago this month. 20 years. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater was released. Yeah. 
what was the was that on the Nintendo? No, no, it was on PlayStation. PlayStation was it? Yeah, it's on the original PlayStation. Um, How come I played it then? I must have played it on one of the game, the GameCube or something. Oh, oh no, no, I played it on the Xbox. Did you? Yeah, I think. Pretty yeah, well. so I would have gone across a couple yeah. of others. I don't remember because it was on the original PlayStation to begin with. Yeah. I feel like because it was an EverSoft or Never NeverSoft. Is that that is the song? That's the one with the song that we love, isn't it? Um, I get confused. Superman. Yeah, here yeah, I now, am. Okay, doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman. I can. So here's what I'm here's what I'm going to do. Right, I'm going to play you the actual the trailer because what's ha- the reason why I've brought this up is that there's actually a documentary about the game being put together. Yeah, that's coming out by Tony Hawk's mates. Right, right. So, um. There's a Vimeo and everything, and the trailer's actually quite good. So I'm just scrolling through our God Mode group right now because the... Fuck, it's in here somewhere. Do you know, I, I, um, <coughs> just as a, a, an oversight to this whole thing, it's one of the f- sports that really lends itself well to gaming is skateboarding. Skateboarding. Every skateboarding game I've played, and I've played a lot, starting with a game called Skate or Die in, um, on the Commodore 64. Same mm. with California games. With the half pipe, mm-hmm. some of the game called Seven Twenty on well, the. Well, he, he references uh, California games. Yeah. yeah, these games. Skate or die for anyone who is old enough to remember, and you won't be you're too young. The fuck is it not in here? But Skate or Die was a fantastic game on the Commodore sixty four that was groundbreaking at the time and was purely skateboarding, um, a brilliant game. And yeah, I remember. I'd, I'd suggest that Tony Hawk's Pro <coughs> Skater was a was a game changer. Pardon the pun, when it came to. Came to um, particularly sports games, mm. you know, because it, it really, um, it, it uh, again one of those games that was a great game anyway, standalone. Let alone the fact it was about skateboarding. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, absolutely. And, and people like me who I've never really skateboarded in my life, but I found myself there doing kickflips and bloody ollies and all that shit that well, you do when you. As you'll hear in the trailer. Yeah. Tony Hawk, and this is just a snippet. This is so I've got ninety seconds. Of, it's a ninety second trailer. All right. It's actually called "Pretending I'm a Superman." Great. The oh, Tony God. Hawk video game story. Yeah, just because the song said that, uh, right? right. So. And you can see everything at thpsfilm.com. Yep. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Film.com. Um, you'll hear something that Tony Hawk says that will resonate about how you're talking about the general feel of the games was kind of like, yeah. fuck, I'm actually, I'm a skateboarder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take a listen to this. Great. Tony, what have we got here? Uh, some joining by Atari. It's pretty hot. So where are you skating right now? Uh, just like around the city, and then I gotta go find a park to skate at. Uh, well, I've, I've, I've played video games since their inception. You know, since going to arcade, playing Pac-Man, Missile Command. I was an arcade kid, really. Skate games were rare. They made 720, then they made Skate or Die for Commodore 64. California games had skateboarding in it, but it was few and far between. And I always knew that it would be a fun platform to make a game. I mean, skating in the, in the 90s was just raw. You know, you were part of a small group that were completely dedicated to it. If you saw another skateboarder at that time, you were instantly like, whoa, a skater, like, what's up, homie? Like, we're, we're friends, you know? Like, like instantly That's Chad Muska talking. Remember him, you play him as a character? With the economy yep. started kind of booming again. It started picking up momentum. And by the time we got to the mid-90s- Jamie Thomas, another character? peaking the mainstream's interest. There it is. I've been working with Neversoft on a game called Apocalypse. Around that time, in the halls of Activision, there was an idea to do a skateboarding game. I don't think there was anybody really at Neversoft who had ever skateboarded before. And I remember Joel said there wouldn't be any market for a game like that because it's just such a small uh, niche market. Activision called me and said, we are working on a game. We'd like you to come see what we're doing. As soon as I played it and I felt just some of the controls, I knew that was that was the game. That was intuitive, that was fun, and with my influence, with my resources, we can make this something that's really special. So that thing that he says there at the end, like he played it and he was like, this is it. Oh. You know, this as a skateboarder, this feels like yeah. a really good game. Like game to play as a skateboarder, you know. Yeah, so. yeah. It's you know, um, I referenced those, and I heard them reference <clears> too <throat> those games. But it was the first one that really did feel like. But it was also it was just the way it it was presented. Mm. Like when you're in that um that iconic warehouse level. Oh the, yeah, you yeah. Know, you know the, the, one of the first levels, and you could break through the side paneling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it would reveal a, an area with a helicopter. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was just you know, it was. I mean, I'd I'd play it happily these days. 
Yeah, yeah. If it was, you know, if I could find it. I've still got it. Yeah, you got it. I've still yeah, got yeah. it. I've got it on the PlayStation, yeah. so I can bring it in, man. We can muck around with it. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. We'll Sing the song. <laughs> Sing of the song. Here I am doing, doing everything, everything I can. <laughs> Actually, I think, is this? You, yeah, you. Uh, it's not bad. You, it's this. You put, yeah. There it yes. Is. Yeah. It's a bloody belter, it's isn't a belter, it? Mate. It is an absolute belter. Um, mate, that'll do us for top three things that games need to hear this week. Yep. Is it, to- is it that time we ring a Benji? Are we? Yeah, we're getting into Benji. So, really quickly, Go A God Mode Group up to 1,777 members. Yes. Um, and the Facebook page is up to 4,096. We cracked the 4K! We're doing, we're doing all right, mate. Yes. Uh, things are slowly, slowly rising, which is really, really good to see. Yep. Um, let's get stuck into Benji, shall we? We shall. Let's give the old boy a buzz. He's freaking out at the Z-Z. Let's wait up. I'm going to bloody... <laughs> I'll tell you what, Benji, mate. I was quite happy with my reply last night, but then you out-replied me. Yeah, I just gave you the nodding guy, Oh, that was I? fantastic. Now, why is this not working? Writing down some notes at the moment. Oh, my fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kid. Are we on? Are we on? Bear with us, guys. <laughs> the thing always sounds like... <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, it's Benji. <laughs> Do you hear me pretty well? Oh, that's pretty so well. well. Very well. So well. Can you well, hear us, good sir? What's that, sorry? Can you hear us? Yes, yes, I can. It's like perfect audio quality. Oh, you little beauty. Okay, good chat. Thanks, Benji. <laughs> See you, mate. Uh, hey, Benji, just really quickly, before we get stuck into this. Wow, 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 wow. wow. Um, Ariond underscore streams has subscribed to Wait. our Twitch channel. So good on you, awesome. mate. Appreciate Thank you. Benji. What's happening? Welcome, mate. And, uh, thank you for being on the podcast tonight. We really appreciate it. No, that's all right. Now, let me fill you in on what happened, Dan. Mm. I... Pre-rant. Pre-rant. Yep. So, you know that I am a, very much a person who is... A uh, very straight shooter yes. when it comes to a community that's trying to grow. Yes. Supporting each other. Yes. Don't each other in the ass. No. Just support each other. Correct. Okay. And one of the things that I am uh, just shits me to tears, right? So yeah. Now, this is the esports space in Australia. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that really genuinely shits me to tears about the esports space in Australia is that um, a lot of the people who are at the forefront of being able to grow it. And are at the forefront of being able to set the tone mm. for the esports space in Australia. Yep. Connect stupid <laughs> sometimes. Okay. They get on Twitter, yeah. they use it as a public platform to tear strips off everybody else. Uh, okay. Now, the thing that I don't like about it is yeah. once that happens, Twitter lights up, it becomes a pile on. Yeah. Now, if I am endemic or non endemic person, Good work. Looking at thank you very much. Mm. Looking at spending my dollars in this space, mm-hmm. and I jump on Twitter and I go, I'm just going to go and sort of muck yeah. around Twitter and have a look and see what's going on. And mm. I start picking out these names mm. one by one because people have said to me, "Yeah, go and check out this person. Go and check out this person. Go and check out this person." And then I go to their tweets and I see that they're tearing strips off each other. Mm. What does that do to me? It, um. Yeah, probably, uh, yeah, exactly that. That. <laughs> mm. This thing. That too. That as well. Yes. Mate, the, it makes the entire thing look a little bit... Amat- you know what I mean? Amateur hour, yeah. Amateur hour. Yep, yep. Right? I, I know, and I got the shits on, <laughs> and I started tweeting. <laughs> it was a Sunday <laughs> evening, and I should have been drilling holes into the wall, but instead I was tweeting. Tweeting, yes. And um, it just... It upsets me because a lot of this comes from the Eastern States. Yeah. And there's a lot of us guys here over in the West who are trying incredibly hard to build an industry here and make the industry rise as a platform in general. Yes. And it's hard enough for us as it is over here because we're so far away from everything that happens on the Eastern States that I look at it and I go, what a fucking waste. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, but what an absolute fucking waste to get out there and show everybody that this is the industry. If you want to buy into this industry, this is what you have to contend with. Yep, yep. And I was like, get your shit off Twitter. If you can't pick the phone up and call that person, get yeah. your shit off yeah. Twitter. Yeah. Now, Benji, 
Tell us, can you yeah. just quickly, before we get stuck in, tell us, for people who don't know who you are, um, <laughs> tell us who you are, a little bit of history about yourself in the games and esports space, and what you're doing next with the new platform you're creating. Oh, I even get to plug myself. Wow. Yeah, oh, go on, mate. Go on. I might as well just plug myself and leave. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so uh, obviously, as you as you know, my name is Benji, otherwise known as Ben as my real name, similar. Um I've been in the esports space for close to four years now, involved with social media marketing with the likes of Avant Gaming, Darksided, and my peak is running the Maxibon account. Yeah. That's my peak. Cream on, bloke. Um, Cream on, bloke. <laughs> hey, if you're running the Maxibon so, account, why aren't they following us? Why aren't they? Mm. I don't follow I don't run them anymore. I would. I would. Oh, but I left before I knew you guys. Oh, Benji. <laughs> oh, playing with fire. All right, go on. Um, yeah, yeah, so about what I'm uh, running next, I can't go into too much specifics, but we do launch on Friday, but more or less, um, I'm launching an esports platform. Um, well, I guess I can I can, can leak that it's a news source. So it's an esports news source um, based here in Australia and New Zealand, focusing on grassroots and Australia as a whole. I feel there's a massive gap that we're going to be filling, um, but there's a lot more for that to come out on uh, Twitter on Friday. Awesome. But that's about it. That's me. I'm pretty uh, on the low at the moment. Yep. Yeah, right. Clearly, you're on the low. Mm. You know, you're on the number one game podcast <laughs> in the country. Really on the low. Um, now decided to come out, go big. Um, this darling boy jumped into my DMs. He slid into my DMs like a slithery serpent. <laughs> yes. Um, and was basically like, "Bro, are you okay?" And I was like, "No, mate, I'm not happy about all this." Yeah. And then you're um, passionate. When you're angry, which is good and bad. <laughs> the Italian blood. Yeah, it's, it's good. That's good. I like it. Uh, you're firing up, though. You were firing up. Yeah, and how often do I fire up, Benji? Honestly, we've known each other uh, for a while very now. Very rare. That's yeah. why I had to check in with <laughs> <Yeah>. you. <laughs> well, good on you, Benji. That's good. To, you know, that's nice to know that, you know, um, we're, at that, we're, at that, we're at that space now in life that you can step in and go, Matty, are you, are you genuinely okay? Now, Benji has had the fortunate... <laughs> Uh, opportunity, as you mentioned, to work with a lot of um, esports organisations over in the eastern states. Yeah, and uh, um, I said to him, "Hey, you know what? It'd be good. Come on the podcast." Yeah, and <coughs> he goes, "All right, shoot me an agenda, and I can try and make it happen." And I said, "Agenda is easy. Item one: What the fuck is wrong with esports?" <laughs> and that's it. Um, I, was, I was just sitting there and I couldn't stop laughing, like out loud. I felt quite uncomfortable afterwards, but oh god. And then I think you came back at me with, how about we talk about what needs to be done locally to project your space to non-endemics slash endemics and all the outer esports world. And I came back at you with, Benji, what the fuck is wrong with esports? Um, now, this is what I want to talk. to keep it PC. Mate, I, the thing that shits me to tears is a trotter. Wow, 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 wow. Thank you, Trotter, for the sub. Benji, the thing that shits me to tears is that um, we as an industry should be supporting each other. And uh, like when it suits us as an industry and when other people are watching, yes, we do have a, like we do a very good job of supporting each other on face value. However, right, as soon as the cameras are off, as soon as the mics are off, as soon as the endemics or the non-endemics or the major sponsors or anything aren't watching, yeah. we are back to knifing each other in the back. Yeah. And it is <laughs> consistent throughout the industry, and it's time for it to fucking stop. What do you think, Yeah, Benji? I mean, it's a, it, it is a very cutthroat industry. Um, yeah, like, for me, I, I've definitely experienced it firsthand. Um, on the business side of things, it's more like, hey... Uh, I see your business value, but as soon as the camera, like, as you said, as soon as the camera's off, like, um, it's stabbing each other in the back. Um, it can, from, from my perspective with the marketing and social media, I've seen from partnerships where, uh, even brands are trying to partner with other partners and then they get undercut and they're just undercutting and undercutting. And it's just, it just doesn't help anyone. Right. No, um, but no, cause it devalues the industry as a whole. Yeah, it is, but it's, it's not just esports. I think the, uh, I guess the outer culture of like non-esports industries is coming into the esports industry where uh, esports has been very normalized in the world nowadays. Um, mm. And I think that cancel culture, I guess you could call it, is very much alive now. Benji, like I, I it's prolific. 
It is absolutely prolific. Yeah. And look, as the space matures, and we are a long way behind your Europe's and your North Americas and stuff like that. And yeah. As the space matures, sure, um, we will start to see a lot more professionalism actually into the space. But for the time being, um, it's just not there and it's just not happening. And it's really grating me a fair bit. And the other thing is, is that when, when I decided to go ham on Twitter the other night... <laughs> people like a lot of people noticed now they wouldn't outwardly jump on and comment on the tweet, but I could read you a shit ton of more interaction and activity in my inbox than I have had ever in my DMS from people just quietly watching and going, Oh shit. And you know, sending a little bit of mate, if only you knew. Like, if only you knew but what you was know, going though, like, on. Of course, I want to know. The reason that jump in, in your the reason that jump in, in your DMs, a lot of them will be like they want to know the gossip. Like that's what it is. They just want to be a part of the gossip. They I know they know wanna, what you're talking about. Shit's been a tears because, like, along with <laughs> wanting to know the gossip, mate, they come in and they go, "Oh yeah, fuck, great." Like, man, couldn't agree with you more. It's terrible, and I'm like. If it's so terrible, why is nobody lifting the lid on this shit? Why are we all sitting around on our asses watching this stuff happen instead of actually somebody having the balls to stand up and go, you know what, guys? You know what? As good as it might look from the outside, the industry's fucked. Mm. And we're not actually helping it one iota. Mm. And this is what we need to do to change the industry as a whole and start helping it and stop being fucked. But instead, we don't do that. We quietly go around, and when it suits us, clap each other on the back, and then as soon as we're we're done, that's it. Fucking that guy's a fucking wanker. You wouldn't go anywhere near that guy. You wouldn't touch him with a ten foot pole. Like that is the industry that we work in, and it's disgusting. Mate, it is, what, but, what are um, what also, are the... you, you also have to take into account though that um, there's a lot of a lot of the time there is a lot of good happening in the space, and it can be uh, hidden by this kind of shit though. But yeah. a lot of the time also this shit that's happening, like what you're talking about, is from people that don't have much relevance to the business and corporate side. But what they're doing is obviously affecting it. Um, but as I said, there is a lot of good happening in the space. Um, but yeah, it can just be hidden. It can be blanketed. It can be pushed down by this kind of shit. Mm. And you'll, you'll notice it's also like it's not it's not constant. It's not all the time. It's quite seasonal. You'll have your ups. You'll have your downs. But when it's your downs, it's definitely your downs. Yeah. Um, yeah, like there's there's been like obviously as of recent there's been a lot of drama recently. I think um, it usually happens post events. Uh, people like to complain about each other. Competitors like to throw digs at each other. Um, but people not- like to obviously start cancel culture once that starts, and it's just a constant cycle, right? It is a constant cycle. It's a constant cycle. Well, sometimes it's a constant circle jerk, and other times it's a constant cycle <laughs> of knifing each other in the back, and that. Go on, you got something. Oh, to say who here. are the main antagonists? Is it is it the uh, is it the competitors? Is it the? I think it's. I feel like it's the the guys who are um, who are doing everything that they possibly can to build their business in the space. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like, like that's. To, to, to and I'm not going to. I'm not going to name um, names because we don't have to name no, names. No, no, no. I'm not interested in throwing people no, under I, the I, bus here. Def- Fuck that. Definitely not naming names. No, here. but, the, but stupid the, of me to do so. But there's like um, there's there's obviously you know x amount of dollars going around for a lot of people who want to try and get stuck into what is becoming a, a very you know like a, a very at least the money passing through it as an industry as a whole. Yes. Um. Not necessarily profitable, but there's a lot of money sort of floating around there, and they want their opportunity to grab it mm. now. I understand that it can be a cutthroat industry, and particularly in this phase, this life cycle of it, yep. that, um, you know, like it, it is all about grabbing the dollar before somebody else does. Because mm. otherwise, how the hell else are you going to build your business? Like yep. if, you know, you want to be, once the dust clears and we're done with the wild, wild west of esports yep. and the cowboys get kicked out, all that sort of stuff, yep. you want to be the one still standing. Because yep. then all of a sudden, you've, you know, all of that stuff is gone you have a great opportunity to scoop the rest of the pool and actually build a really good sustainable business, which yeah. is fair enough. Well, but, it, but at the moment, on, on, I mean, on the, on the, on the topic of sustainable though, right. And then talking about cutthroat is there is no esports organization in this region that is turning a profit. There is a couple that are close, but they're, they're earning six figures and they're not turning a profit. The so you this, can kind now, of tell where people are trying to grab the money because they want to turn that profit as fast as they can. Otherwise, that business is down the tube. Oh, shit, yeah. And, comes in, right? This is what happens yeah. like people get desperate. So when that sort of stuff happens, people get desperate. And it's understandable to a certain extent because they 
have taken out mortgages on their houses, even if they owned a house in the first place. They've moved halfway across the country to try and make this work. Mm. They have people working underneath them um, that they have to feed and support. They've got families. They've got wives. They've got girlfriends. They've got all that sort of stuff. So yep. it's completely understandable. Or they've, or they've got investors. To get or they've to got impress. investors. They've yeah. got investors up them as well going, where's the money? Where's the money? Where's the money? Yeah. You promised me a profit. You said it was your business was going to be worth $10 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it happen in the over in overseas and stuff like that. But, uh, mate, the, the issue is... Esports I, gets more views than the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think the, the fact of the matter... And look, yes, it does, but we haven't caught up there on the financial side of things. No. And I think uh, if you're going to jump into this space, you have to be very clear with exactly what you want out of it and very realistic about how long it's going to take you to get there. Yeah. Because the other issue that I'm seeing is someone who's working a little bit in this space, but not necessarily 100% tied to it. Like all my stuff isn't tied in this space, no. right? I get to sort of sit on the outside and look on it you know, from yep. as an observer almost, right? Um, but the thing <laughs> yeah. that the thing that I see is that people getting desperate aren't just sort of kicking their own ass because of the way that they act, right? But they're also giving the industry a bad name in terms of professionalism for the people that work for them. Yeah. So industry organizations that aren't paying their players properly, yeah. organizations and teams and uh, professional esports teams that are flying their guys halfway around the world or getting them to perform in tournaments and aren't getting paid for six months if they even get paid at all. Like yeah. this, this yeah. is, this is where we sort of sit and it, and it comes from the top down and it needs to stop and it needs to change. Yep. Agreed. So you're talking like players aren't getting paid the way they should be. No, players aren't. Some players aren't getting paid at all. Like they're, like they're, and yeah, they're tied yeah, into, need... they're tied into contracts that, that they're like, they can't actually hold their employer to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they're, they're... I mean, there's so it's kind of funny, right? So there's like a lot of players that are contracted to a contract that um, has X amount of dollars, but that X amount of dollars doesn't even meet the minimum wage in Australia, hence yeah. makes it illegal if that's a full-time employment contract. Yeah. Um, but so what they do is they consider them as a contractor, right? And that's how they uh, employ them, I guess you could say, or they employ them as a part-timer. Like they, they there's. People get around it, right? Mm. But to to be to be honest with the whole like people not getting paid enough, there's like maybe I can count on my pretty much my two hands how much people are getting paid close to the average salary in Australia for esports. It, so is everybody else getting um, paid way below that? So it, it depends what like industry, like what game you're in. So obviously you've got your League of Legends and your Counter Strike. These are your two main, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Your League of Legends is an OPL sustainable. Well, it's somewhat sustainable in terms of that there's a competition all year round, right? Except for I think like four or five months of the year, um, and that's a proper competition with weekly uh, events, and that's where everyone in that in that tournament has to be paid a salary, um, yep. and they have to be housed. And they have to be, like have everything looked after. Yeah, there's rules and regulations. Um, yeah, I won't go too much into specifics because I'm not too sure what is allowed to leave a contract and what's not in terms of it. But um, there's like maybe ten players in there that are getting paid close to the average salary in uh, Australia, just over. Um, everyone else is paid very, very little. But the reason they sign it is because they're so passionate about it. But the fact that their accommodation and food is paid for means they can live off it. But mm. as soon as they leave the leave the game. Or as soon as they get kicked from a team and they don't have a team for next year, <laughs> they've got nothing. Yeah, they've yeah. just been left on the street. Um, that's pretty much how it is. They go back to living with their parents, hopefully. Benji, um, we, yeah. we work in one of the most cutthroat professional commercial industries in the country, oh, yeah. commercial Absolutely. FM radio. And the amount of um, hours and flight time that I had to do getting paid nothing or gall. Oh, yeah. Right, but was, it's for a passion, right? You love it. But this, but my point is right, <clears throat> and the way that I got sucked in was because I was passionate about it. Mm. And exactly, these are the way that. And they, and let's be honest here, we're not talking about adults like who are um, full of life experience and have been through a shit ton of jobs and then just luckily find themselves playing esports at the age of forty-five. Mm. We're not talking about those people. We're <laughs> talking about kids who are still at school who have absolutely no life experience whatsoever, but they can play video yeah. games really good yeah. and. They get yeah, to exactly. see the bright lights of the Dota 2 International and they get to see the huge crowds of worlds and all that sort of stuff. And it's intoxicating. Yeah. And they go, I can be that. And I get to do something I genuinely love 
esports, and it's my passion. And sometimes I feel like, and it happened to us as well in this industry, passion is a really, really good motivator for people higher up to look down upon people and go, they'll do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's yeah, fine. They'll yeah, just yeah. get him to do it. He'll, yeah, he'll, yeah. He, he's got a huge passion for it. They use that and use you for that, for the outcome. Yeah. It's fucked. It's ridiculous. Mate, yeah. the, re- the rhetoric as well, Benji, I feel is coming from the wrong place. You know where the rhetoric has to come from in terms of who's leading the charge yeah. for what this space is all about? The players. Like we need, we, yeah. we need to stop hearing from the leaders of the organizations that are tied to the money. We need to stop hearing from those people. Yeah. Yeah. We need to stop hearing from CEOs and general managers and media advisors and stuff. And we need to start hearing from the players. And it needs to be so, either honest conversations or for the love of the industry. And that will that will put us on a good path towards getting where getting this industry to where it needs to be. Yeah. So so yeah, like I mean, if you're term- talking in terms of that, yeah, like um, the vision should come from the players on how they expect they should be being treated, right? But there's two sides to it. Um, there's organizations, most organizations in the space can't actually afford what these players want, right? They need to, I think there's two sides to it. Both the organizations need to be educated on how to treat someone fairly um, in terms of life-wise. But yeah. then there's also uh, there's also the players need to be, uh, I guess, educated on what the ecosystem is currently in Australia and New Zealand um, in terms of esports. Uh, yes, there is organizations right now that are earning six figures from sponsorships, right? But as soon as they take over all the expenses that they have to look after in terms of housing, uh, food, accommodation, obviously I just said that, flights and all that for events, um, and then try to start paying a player salary, um, it's just beyond impossible to pay what they're looking for and what mm-hmm. they need to be on, like, for example, the average salary in Australia. Yeah, but Benji, um, that, that to me is a bullshit excuse. And I like, I know you're not saying that so, as an excuse for the industry, but what I'm saying is that's a no, bullshit I mean, excuse. No. If I can't afford a new pair of shoes, I don't buy them. So like, yeah, why, so, why are people getting themselves into esports if they know that they can't afford the bare minimum of what's expected in Australia when it comes to having a commercial organization and treating your players fairly. So that's, see, that's, that's the problem. Um, I think these organizations can afford to be in esports. Um, it's the tournament organizers. It's the, the, for me personally, when I'm, when I'm talking about this, I'm talking about like the likes of the OPL, right? Mm. The organizations have to have a house. They have to have, um, accommodation paid for they have to have uh everything pretty much paid for and they get nothing in return they're relied to invest themselves and to have money coming back through sponsorship but if the money's not coming back through sponsorship then they're not making any profit they're just constantly spending through investor through whatever money they've got through whatever um and yes your argument is that if they can't afford it they shouldn't be in the industry but that's the thing there's the no one can afford it because no one wants to put that huge investment with no return there's no roi there's no ROI, which is return on investment. Um, no one's going to want to invest in that. So the people that are currently in there are the ones that are stuck in there in that constant loop until this industry has enough, I guess, income and an ecosystem that can afford to make a profit from that. You could argue that they're doing it wrong. They're not doing. They're not doing the content right. They're not getting everything back. They're not. They're not looking for the return on investment properly. But there's been so much tried. So much tried. Every year you see like uh, one or two organizations drop out of the tournament because they can't afford it. A new investor comes in, they're a new startup company in quotations. They're in there for a year. They, re- they realize, shit, we made a massive mistake. We just lost $100,000, $600,000, right? Uh, and they're left. And then it's just a constant cycle over and over and over. Mm. It's uh, like, there's a lot to it. You, you are right. Um, if you can't afford it, don't be in it. But that's stuck. They've been there since the start. And because I've been there since the start when they didn't have to pay money now that they have to pay money and the tournament organizers expect them to, but the tournament organizers want, want them there because it's franchised. They have to keep going. So it's incumbent uh, it's then just, upon the TOs to create an ecosystem ex- for these organizations to run their organizations properly. Like if I was, if I was somebody who could not afford the, um, the genuine responsibilities of having a team in the OPL, I'd be making yeah. the commercial decision to pull the team out of the OPL and scrapping it. Yeah. Like, or I wouldn't be putting them in there in the first place. Like, if if you're if you're looking at putting so, a team in the OPL 
and you're looking at all of the different rules and regulations of the OPL and going, we have to have a game in-house, we have to have this, we have to that. We can do all that, guys. We just can't pay our players. Then don't yeah. go in the OPL. So they all pay their players. Yes, they, it's bare minimum. It's not a, You couldn't even call it being paid um, hmm. a lot of the time. But um, look, as soon as one, like you could, you could do a boycott. Everyone pulls out because they can't afford it, and the OPL are being strict and won't let you cut cut back or anything. Right? You could do that, right? But the OPL and League of Legends is the biggest competition in Australia. There is nothing else that competes other than Counter Strike, and that's Counter Strike itself is throwing money down a black hole. Everything in Australia, in terms of esports, is throwing money down a black hole until you're receiving a return on investment, or you're one of the top three organisations in Australia that are earning six figures, six figure sponsorships every year, yeah. right? Um, and if you're not doing that, like, <clears throat> you're not going to get these six figure investments and sponsorships if you're not in Counter Strike or League of Legends. That's what, like, if you're not in them, they don't want to sponsor you, right? <laughs> because yeah. they don't want to sponsor you because they're not going to see their name getting seen on the, on the yeah. thousands and hundreds of thousands of views and the potential of going to a global event, the potential of going to League of Legends worlds, the potential of going wherever. Yeah, the key right there is potential, which means you're not guaranteed to go, but that's the risk you take in esports, right? Yeah, okay. But if you're working on um, viewership numbers, then yeah. you should be working on a CPM, right? And if you're working on a CPM, yeah. then why, wh- like you should be able to budget. You should know realistically that if you were to take these numbers to a Mm -hmm. potential sponsor or a group of sponsors and say, all right, guys, we've broken it down. We've done a big team budget. We're going to enter a team into the OPL. We're going to have you guys on our sleeve. It's going to cost you this much. We're going to have you guys on our chest. It's going to cost you this much. We're going to have you guys um, as our (laughs) category sponsor uh, for peripherals, uh, headsets, whatever. It's going to cost you guys this much. You guys can go here on bloody our, um, over our heart, you guys can be on the back, blah, 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 blah. These are the eyes that were there last year. These are the past five years, and these are what we expected to project over yep. the next 12 months as well. Like you, the, so that's it, already, it's that's already it, been done. The yeah, numbers aren't, it's, been done. it's not as if the numbers aren't there and we're all fumbling in the dark. The numbers are there. You yeah. can actually go and sell your team before actually yeah. getting on the road. You know what I mean? So you can crunch yeah, the but, numbers as to what it takes to actually run a team properly and respectfully and actually do it whilst bringing the proper numbers in off the back of how many viewers you can expect for the for Worlds 2019. Like, it just... Mm, it's lazy. It's it people is. going, look it, at all of the it, viewers in esports. It's growing rapidly. We want a piece of it. We're going to jump in early. Do you, do you think it's lazy on the organi- organization and or investors side, or do you think it's lazy on the sponsors that aren't seeing the uh, aren't seeing the value? Because all of what you just said has already been done. It's already it's already happening right now, and there's a lot more as well that's happening as well. Like example, uh, there's a lot of sponsorship that is based around. I will give you 40 videos a year, which is 10 a quarter, and in return for this amount of money, and you will receive this amount of views uh, or whatever. It's similar to what you're trying to say, right? In terms of content, like that kind of stuff. And what you just said is already happening. Do you think it is lazy on the uh, investors that are investing into these organizations that are like, okay, this isn't actually worth it? Or do you think it's uh, the sponsors that should be seeing the value in esports? No, I think there's sponsors that should be seeing the value in esports. But at the same time, exactly. if the sponsors are this, consi- Dan, I know it's 28 past six. If you got to go, All you right. can get going, mate. Give me five right. minutes. Um, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I know, this. right. The, I know that. When it comes to sponsors, you you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink, right? And that's yeah. like you can't blame sponsors for a lack of money in your organization. It's not a sponsor's fault if it doesn't want to sponsor you. No, it's you. not. It's it's your fault for not reaching out. It's your fault for not finding enough sponsors, and it's your fault for not pitching the right way, right? That's yeah. right. But, like it, um, it is in like a like a a. A good tradesman does not blame his tools. It, like that's, but it's it's just like a constant circle. It goes back and forth to each other. You're throwing the ball at each other. You're throwing the bl- you're throwing throwing the blame ball. I guess you could say. Um, but um, like it, it's happening. Like I give it, I give it a year to two years, and you will see you so will see players getting players play like uh, average salaries, um, and you will see uh, organizations turn a profit. There is one or two organizations, won't name who, that are nearing seven figures and are about to turn a profit for the first ever time in esports yep. in terms of a tier one organization. That is huge for our industry. Is that Australian uh, or international? 
Australian. Australian, right? Yeah. Because there are already yes. internationals that are doing yeah. very, oh, very well. There are only million dollar there are only million dollar sponsorships. These guys, uh, I think locally, the biggest sponsorship locally, I think is two hundred and fifty K a year. Mm. Um, yeah. and that's huge. Yeah. Um, if you did your research, you'd be able to figure out who that is. I think it's quite public knowledge. Um, but other than that, like, uh, it, it, that 250 K isn't enough to run an OPL team. It's not enough. Yeah. Um, so it's just, yeah. Uh, it's, it's an industry, interesting industry and it just goes back to the whole cutthroat side of things. Yeah. The other thing that I want to stop seeing, and there are going to be sponsors we may come across this one day and probably not like what I have to hear. But that is, we need to, as a as an esports industry in Australia, stop undercutting each other. Because if we continue to undercut each other, we continue to devalue the entire industry as a whole. And we've got to stop doing things like, we can bring you this. Um, will you sponsor us for this? No, but instead, we'll give you guys three keyboards. And then go, well, keyboards don't put food on the table, (laughs) mate. Like they, you know, like money puts food on the table and you guys are making a shitload of it. Like this is like, you know, this is, but there is, there is somebody else out there. And this, this is the big circle because it comes back around to everybody trying to get their piece of the pie at the moment while everybody's trying to grow. Um, There is somebody out there that will go, you know what? I'll take three keyboards. Um, and I can give you guys this much. And so old mate ends up with nothing. He gets three keyboards. And meanwhile, old mate sponsor gets exactly what they're after, which yeah. is their name still getting the views and all it's cost them yeah. is 400 odd bucks. Yeah, yeah. Like that, like yeah. as an industry, we need to come together in some sort of, I don't know if it's a regulatory authority or it's somebody leading the charge in terms of commercial organizations coming together and speaking about this properly. But something has to be done uh, to put the value it back can, in esports. It can, it can go both ways, Pete. I reckon, like, there's organizations out there that have pitches that take so long for them to actually put through. Like, they'll they'll pitch what they want. They'll pitch what they want in return. They'll pitch what they'll give. And they take so long to actually go through the process with the sponsor that, in the end, someone else swoops in and takes it because they were quicker with that pitch. Uh, and the, on the oh, yeah, sponsorship of side of things, trying to pick up, pick up an organization, they're just going to take the best value. They don't give a shit, like, if... They don't give a shit, like really in general, <laughs> uh, as long as they're getting the best value for money. Uh, yeah. That's what the marketing team is looking for. That's but, the sponsors. Uh, it's, I mean, it's the organizations that need to pitch quick, mm. they, need to pitch, they need to pitch well, and they need to think highly of themselves and stop undervaluing themselves. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's I like, I mean, when you said three headsets, that threw it back for me. I've signed a, a 12 said three, three keyboards for three 12 keyboards. headsets, one headset a month. Uh, that was a that was a uh, deal I signed like when I first started esports. It was the funniest thing I've ever I've ever been through. But yeah, uh, well, <laughs> mate, you didn't have a like a group of. Did you have a group of people working under you at the time, or what? Oh no, this this was like this is like uh, grassroots. Like this was huge. We just we just signed with a headset company. We got a headset company on our sleeve. People thought we were big dogs, but in reality, we signed for twelve headsets. But they're not gonna fucking know, are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, Benji, this has been a good chat, mate. Appreciate your Great time chat. and appreciate your honesty. Um, and That's one right. more time, plug your shit. Uh, yeah. So follow me on Twitter, Benji OCE. Uh, that's really all I talk on. I maybe do a tweet a week. Uh, but other than that, um, I'm more or less, I'm just running HTT underscore news. That's the new company I'm just about to launch. That's about oh, it. Um, before we let, before we let you go, mate, what's your favorite part of the chicken? <laughs> favorite part of the chicken? Yes. Oh, Ooh. It, it depends what chicken, like how's the chicken cooked? What do you mean what chicken? A chicken's a chicken. Yeah. But how's it cooked? Like, is it, is it rotisserie. like, just a rotisserie like chicken? KFC, KFC Ro- rotisserie. Chicken. Uh, well, this is interesting because we never had this level of thought. No, for we so I'll give you two options. Rotisserie chicken. What's your favorite part? Like a barbecue chicken. Like from a red rooster oh. or something. Like what piece? Yes. Yeah. Uh, it had to be a drumstick. Drumstick. Okay. Um, and KFC. What's your favorite part of the chicken? See, it, it's drumstick. But the thing is, I've got this thing for eating the skin. Is that weird? No, it's no, not weird. Know. The skin's bloody fantastic. <laughs> I, I, I always eat the skin and then I get I I, I lose interest in the actual chicken. I'm sorry, I eat the skin. Though. It's fine, mate. There's nothing but wrong with I, that. I'll try. I'll try. Uh, Benji, as, try. as we said, um, and you said, you know, you tweet once a week, but fuck, it's a good tweet. Um, and, uh, <laughs> mate, have a great week. All the best with I the launch. I keeping people educated. I appreciate it. Yes, this is, it's lovely. Um, 
Uh, all the best with the launch. Keep us updated, and we will catch yep. up with you very soon, we are sure. But thanks again for your time tonight, mate. Uh, thanks, Tim. See you, mate. Cheers. Oh, he is fantastic. Yeah, that was, was one really interesting. I had, I, had, I mean, I'm, I'm not as closely linked to esports as you, Pete. So I had no idea about how. I guess. Oh, look, for me, like this is. It's very similar to radio. Very similar to radio. Very similar to radio. But very for me, similar. like I'm not, I'm nowhere near. There's probably going to be a lot of people who are way, way deeper into esports than I am. Mm. I'm still very shallow in the pool. Um, way, way deeper into esports. They're going to be listening to that and going, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? But if I am what a lot of them are trying to target at the moment, and as the non-endemics that don't know much about the space, yep. those are a lot of the shallow end of the pool thoughts that are going through my head. You know what I mean? Yep. And they need to be answered for. Yep. Um, we, we run out of time. We don't have yep. time for, for big questions. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Kicking on another week, eh? I know. <laughs> it's a good one, too. I've got my, in my head, I've got mine, but we'll yeah. do it. Yep. Um, guys, we'll leave you to it. Uh, Dan's got to get out of here. And you know what? I'd like to go home and see my family, too. Yeah. When is Goa trying a new comp? A new comp? Yeah, I think, do you think Night Shepherd is something along the lines of what we tried to spin up with Apex Legends? Oh, I think that's what you mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Mate. Keep a weather eye out across all of our staff, socials and whatnot, yep. uh, because we are organising something behind the scenes, but the very first thing we have to get to is October 1 for yes. our Th- very that, exciting that is, stuff. That event. Yeah, that giant event. <laughs> so we'll get to that, and then there'll be other comps and stuff like that. Um, thanks for watching, and thank you for listening across all of our podcast platforms and andrewhog.com as well. And good on you, legends, at twitch.tv slash gameonoz. Bloody love yous. DJ Knight AU, we hope you're feeling much better, mate. And please keep us posted about how everything is going because we do want to make sure that you are uh, coming good. Sorry to hear about everything with our heart troubles, mate, but you will be absolutely fine. Uh, Get on our socials. Come and follow our shit. We're going to get out of here. I think... I think Menfonzo's coming up tonight. Oh, cool. I think Menfonzo's going to continue the good times. Sweet ass. <coughs> Excuse me. As soon as we shut down. He's up. He said, I'm up, lads. I'm up. I'm up. He's up. Um, Menfonzo's up next on Twitch. For those of you listening, thanks so much for joining us. Have a great, great, great week in gaming. And as we always say, Dan. Don't bloody forget to save.